Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle and you're listening to the ninth episode of Status Post Adulting where we're going to be talking about quarterly states of the union. But first, let me check in on my co-host, Michelle. So how are you, Michelle? I'm doing well, Sammy. How are you? I'm doing good. It was an interesting week. Me and Michelle, we have a little bit of psychic family history. Allegedly. Allegedly. And earlier this year, I had a premonitory dream. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a dream that one of my coworkers was leaving my workplace. And I woke up and I was like really distraught. I'm like, oh my God, this person is leaving. I'm so sad. And then I was like, oh, it was just a dream. But I really had a feeling that it wasn't a dream. So I I saw this person the next day at work and I was like, oh, hey, so-and-so. I had this crazy dream that you were leaving. And I woke up and it was just a dream. So I was so relieved. Later, this person was like, hey, can I ask you for a reference? And I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, yes, it was so weird that day that you had said the thing about your dream. I had actually been called for an interview. And he said, it was so strange because I remember you telling me that some people in your family have psychic abilities. (laughs) I guess that one holds water, Sammy. Yes. So I have been then writing down all my dreams, which... I guess maybe it was like a little bit more anxiety producing than I had realized because some of these dreams were not good. I had a dream that like something bad was happening on the Golden Gate Bridge. I think we should add to me that every morning you then wake me up and <laughs> I have to listen to you tell your dream, which I totally support you in discovering whether or not you're having premonitions. But honestly, I kind of a pet peeve. I like hate hearing about people's dreams <laughs> just because I'm like, this didn't happen. Why am I listening to this disjointed story? And that's been my morning since you've been evaluating this psychic skill. Thanks for the diatribe, Michelle. Also, if something happens to the Golden Gate Bridge, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, no, you did not hear it. <laughs> we will delete this episode and the FBI will never find us. Anyway, the point of my story is this week I had another premonitory dream that one of my old coworkers showed up at work and then the next day she did show up at work. So to be continued, but clairvoyant things are happening in the land of Sammy. You heard it here first, people. Today's topic is quarterly states of the union. Ah, uh, yes, Sammy. Something that we definitely are looking forward to talking about and partially made up. Yeah, you might be wondering what is a quarterly state of the union or like maybe there's one that involves the government. I don't know. But like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about our quarterly state of the union. Exactly, Sammy. So what we're talking about is if you're in a couple, in a sisterhood, even between friends, or quite frankly, something you could even do alone. The quarterly state of the union is something that Sammy and I do together, which is basically every quarter of the year, we will sit down and plan a few hours a day, whatever it is, to review our goals, our plans for the future, our plans, you know, for our parents. Basically, we talk through a few different topics and just see if we're on the same page, if anything has changed, and if there's anything 
personally that we want to make sure we're focused on. Yeah, Michelle, that's exactly right. And like you said, the quarterly state of the union is something that, you know, you could do by yourself or with like a group of friends. But me, Michelle, we do it together because, you know, we're a sister couple. And the beginning part of it is usually me and Michelle talking through our values and comparing where our current life is compared to our values. And then we go through five-year, 10-year, more long-term goals and see how our current life is along that trajectory. On top of that, Sammy, I would add that we started doing this maybe a couple years ago. While I'm not entirely sure what inspired it, Mm -hmm. I do believe it's related to either the book Essentialism or an interview the author Greg McEwen did. But he actually talks about how him and his wife do quarterly states of the union where they sit down and sort of review everything that's been going on. And I've heard this mentioned a couple other times with other successful people as well. Oh, did he call it a quarterly state of the union? I have no idea. He may have. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. Because um, one of my professors from college, he would do a quarterly state of the union with his wife once a year, which I thought was really cute. So I thought that's where I got the term from, but maybe not. I'm not really sure, Sammy, but I do know that it is something that people do. And I think part of the reason for it is because we do get really busy with life. Sometimes we get really caught up in everything we're doing, sort of the hustle and bustle, trying to do get everything organized on the hamster wheel. And it makes sense to plan a time to just sit down and make sure you're moving in the direction that you want to be. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy to get stuck in a little cycle and not be paying attention to where that cycle will lead you. And we really think that it's all your daily habits. It's all the daily things that you do every single day that are going to impact what your future looks like. And we can easily overlook them. You know, we all think, oh, I'm going to listen to the radio today instead of a podcast, or I'm going to skip the gym today instead of and watch TV instead. Or I'm going to go out with my friends and drink too much instead of do something to make myself better. And these small decisions that we make every single day are what really add up and actually reflect what our future life is going to look like. We see these big transition points like graduations or, you know, things where we reach milestones as the times when our life is going to change. But a lot of times our life changes because of the little things that we do every single day. That's exactly right, Sammy. I think part of what the quarterly state of the union helps to do is to make you sit down and think about what your actual goals are, what's actually important to you, and then you can figure out what little things you need to put in place to help reach those goals. So Sammy and I are going to share a little bit about what we focus on when we're sort of building out our quarterly state of the union. We'll share our doc as well in case you want something for inspiration. But we figured it'd be helpful to at least take a look into how we view and organize our lives, basically. Yeah, Michelle. And our document starts out with a ranking of values. We decided on seven values that are like the typical values that most people would have. The first one is helping others. The second is connection. The third is growth. The fourth is spirituality slash big picture. The fifth is legacy. The sixth is vitality and fitness. And the seventh is rest and upkeep. So with this in mind, Sammy, we do want to run through what each of the values means to us, just in case you have another word for it, or maybe you think of it differently. So helping others is finding the happiness and gratitude within helping other people, however that looks like to you. 
connection is how we define your relationship with other people, connecting with friends, families, whatever it is, basically connecting with other people. Growth is investing in growing your intellect, your skills, whatever it is that makes you feel like as a human, you're still growing day to day. Unsurprisingly, Michelle, we have spirituality and big picture as one of our values. That could be anything like meditating daily. It could even be like a yoga practice or something more structured like going to church, praying, all of those things. The fifth one is legacy. And legacy, well, how about you talk about this one, Michelle? Because it's a little bit complicated for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sammy. Legacy is basically when you leave this earth, what are you leaving behind? And what do you, what matters to you? So that might be the impact you're making on people. That might be how having something tangible like a book or something you can show. Um, Sometimes it can be having kids and that sort of legacy. So that's how I would describe different options for working on your legacy. Great explanation, Michelle. Yeah, legacy obviously is one that I'm not putting a lot of check marks by, and that could change with time too. And the sixth one is vitality and fitness, which is related to exercise, keeping your body healthy, making time to eat healthy, structure your meals, those kind of things. And the last one is rest and upkeep. And that's including things like sleep, but also things like spending time alone to, you know, have some time to yourself, especially if you're an introverted person and you need some time to be alone. Sometimes you need to think ahead of time and actually make time to have time alone so that you can recharge it's not that any of these are not valuable. I mean, the truth is they're values because they're all valuable. But if we don't designate an importance, we can kind of forget about them and then let our life go on autopilot and not be in alignment with what we actually want to do. Exactly, Sammy. And I'd add to that, we sort of boil this down to the things that we find important. You can change, tweak, adjust as you see fit. Yeah, exactly, Michelle. And how we choose to organize ranking these values is we say that we can put plus signs by each of the values, but we can only use 12 plus signs because just like life, our resources are limited. Yep. And then what Sammy and I do is we have two sections. One, where we rank where we would like our values to be, so where we want to be spending our time, whether that's evenly allocated or heavier in one direction or the other. And then what we do is we do a ranking of where we think our actual values are aligning. So let's say I think that I really want to be helping others and I might put all 12 check marks there. But then when I do my actual current ranking, I might see that I've been doing it all on growth or connection or whatever it is. So it's a really eye-opening way to take a look at what's important to you versus where you're actually spending your time and energy. Yes. For example, Michelle, for me, I feel like I put helping others pretty high up there, like with at least maybe two plus signs. But when I do my actual ranking of my current life, because of my job, I feel like I have a lot of plus signs under helping others. And it kind of makes me realize like, oh, hey, like you're going to have to reallocate your resources to make time for your other values. Because right now, just because of the way your work is structured, all of your plus signs are going to helping others. We got a little Mother Teresa here. (laughs) Just kidding. No, and obviously, like, it's not something I'm doing on purpose, but it's just like the nature of my job. Of course, I would never say to myself, oh, I need to help other people less. But what it means is I need to take time from helping others and make space for something else in my life. Absolutely, Sammy. What it really does is in your case, it shows that when it comes to helping others, your cup is pretty full. So, you know, if you want to do more of it, you can. But if you're taking resources and energy out of other places, you might not need to because you might rank yourself as doing well in that area. 
prioritizing the important things in your life is so key. So the next part of our little document is we have a section we title factors needed for living a life that matches your values. For the first part of that, we have three things listed, time, money, ability, and we actually rank one through three what we have say the most of in our life and what we feel like we have the least of. Michelle, maybe you notice that money is ranked first and that's what you have the most of. But at the same time, you're spending all your time at work. So then your resource time is decreased. And of course, if time is decreased, maybe that affects your ability to fulfill some of your other values. So maybe you can reevaluate your schedule and see if there's a way that you can work less. And while time and money are pretty self-explanatory, Sammy, I would take a second and say that ability, by that we mean your health, your wellness, your, you know, ability to do things both physically and mentally. Like Michelle said, ability is a little less concrete, but it's something we added on because it's something really important that we need to fulfill our values, but it's something that we also often take for granted. And then next, Sammy, we have a few prompts or questions that we sort of write one to two sentence of what we want our life to look like. We have literally brief one to two sentence of what your life looks like. What's stressing you out right now? What needs to be cut out of your life? What is working well? Yeah, and this is a great one, especially if you're doing it with someone else, because you can see what is going on with you and how you're feeling about your current situation. And then if there's someone who's regularly in your life, you can also see how they're feeling and you can see if your goals are moving together or if things are kind of diverting. Yes, Amy. And I think it's helpful to know what might be on the other person's mind. Sometimes until you sort of sit down and take a look, you might realize both for yourself and for the other person that there have been things that have been working well or working poorly that you want to address or talk about or just bring it to light. Moving on, Michelle, to the last part of the quarterly state of the union is goals. So we set one month, three month, six month, one year, five year, and 10 year goals. And this part can be tricky because we oftentimes have short-term goals and we often have really long-term ideas of what we want our life to look like, but sometimes we kind of gloss over all the little steps in between. So setting these goals one month, three months, six months, one year, five years, and 10 years really helps you kind of see how you're going to set yourself up to ensure that you're living the life that you want to live. Yeah, Sammy, what's that one quote that you always say? Something about you like surprise yourself. We overestimate. Mm. Yeah, Michelle, that's the Bill Gates quote. Most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I love that quote because I think it's so true. When we think about our life, we're always thinking like, what am I going to get done this year? But when we think about 10 years and how we're going to get to those 10-year goals, I think we take it for granted. And I really see it with money and investing. It becomes like so apparently obvious. A lot of times you'll save your money and it'll be like growing over the years, but maybe it's nothing insane or maybe you're not really looking at it. But if you if you look at money you've invested 10 years later, you're going to be blown out of the water at what you've been able to do. And that applies to other aspects of our life as well, even though maybe it's not as easy to see. There's a really cute animated short that I feel like depicts exactly what we're talking about, and we'll link to it in the show notes so you guys can check it out as well. 
What you're saying, Sammy, is exactly right. I think whenever I do the exercise for the goals, it's really easy for me to fill out the beginning and the end. And then when I have to actually break it down, like what do I need to do in three months to get there? Six months, what does my life really look like day to day? And then what does my life look like 10 years from now? It really forces you to think about your time differently and what you can achieve. And sometimes you realize, hey, if I do X, Y, Z starting today, I could achieve those goals in five years or 10 years. Yes, you said that really well, Michelle. A lot of times we look at the one month, three months, six month, one year, and we think, oh, you know, those are all pretty much the same. And then next thing you know, you're jumping to five years and 10 years and you are depicting something that looks very different. And a lot of it is going back and seeing, okay, if I expect this to happen at five years and 10 years, what do I need to be doing today that will allow for me to live that life in five or 10 years? Sammy and I do this together as sisters. We want to take a look at where our personal goals are and how they align when we think about our greater family in the future. And I think this is so helpful for couples, friends, family members, whoever it is that you think is worth doing it with, because then you can see, hey, are we aligned on the same goals? Are there things that I could potentially do to help get you there? Sometimes we don't verbalize what we actually see for our future and letting someone else know that helps them get on the same page with us and we can build towards those goals together. So that's the document that Michelle and I have built out. And even though it's pretty simple, it does help bring out some great insights. For example, in the last one that we did, I had a lot of pluses by rest and upkeep for my current life. And I thought about it and I'm like, I'm spending a lot of time doing something, but I don't know what it is. So I started keeping a time journal that really helped me see where my time is going and what kind of little things that I do, like maybe like getting coffee or waking up in the morning that take maybe more time than they need. And then end up cutting into time that I would want to spend doing something else. Yeah, that's really interesting, Sammy. One thing we do too is that we save all of our documents in Z Cloud. We go back and look at the past ones, especially right before we're going to do our new one. That's just helpful to see where your head was at. When I looked at one prior to the one that we recently did, I saw that while my values were bettering myself, growing, focusing on a, on a lot of internal things, 100% of my goals were just solely focused around my work. It was what was stressing me out. It was just very, very, very not aligned with some of the things that I had put on the sheet. When I was looking at it six months later, from a different perspective, a different mindset, I started to really see that disconnect. And I was able to really see how one thing was really taking over my mental space during the past six months. So I always think that's a really nice thing to be able to see how your mentality has changed. So obviously, Michelle and I think this quarterly state of the union is super important. And I hope it sounds somewhat fun too. It's a good thing to, you know, get with your partner, get with your girlfriends, get with your sister, your family members, set some time aside, get some coffee, tea, make it an enjoyable thing that you guys plan out ahead. Make it a date. Make it something really cute because it is a bonding experience in addition to being a great life planning experience. I totally agree with that, Sammy. And I hope that sharing this is helpful to you. If you guys do do a State of the Union with somebody, definitely send us a message or an email. We would love to hear more about it. Alrighty, so Michelle and I are going to be introducing a new segment of the podcast called Adulting versus Status Plus Adulting, where we are going to be talking about personal examples of maybe what we would consider adulting versus things that we consider status post adulting. Michelle, do you want to start? Yeah, Sammy. So one example I have from this week or really this last month 
An adulting issue that I'm running into is I have to go to the DMV because I have to switch over my license to California and I just cannot get myself to do it. (laughs) I've been to the DMV so much. I really, really dislike the California DMV setup. The website's confusing. I've looked at it and my goal is to go this week, but it's one of those things where I know I just have to just do it, but I'm not. My status post-adulting thing is I have gotten all of my paperwork done. I've moved over my finance paperwork. I've established residency. So a lot of that is the hard work. I got my smog check done. So I did do all of that very quickly. So that's my status post-adulting. And then my one last step is I need to actually go to the DMV. That's a good one, Michelle. I always think about the DMV and I think the ultimate status post-adulting move would be to monetize on all the people in line. Like if you had like a little food cart or we're doing back massages or something, that would be like the ultimate (laughs) because the California DMV is literally a nightmare. (laughs) To stay on the car theme, I would consider an adulting move being paying your registration on time every year, which I will admit at one point was a bit of a struggle for me. I don't know why. (laughs) My status post-adulting move is having a segment in my budget called regularly irregular expenses. So I list out all expenses that happen, but maybe not every single month. So some of those things are like my California license for work or my DEA license or oil changes, things that happen but don't happen frequently. I put them on this list and it's helpful for just knowing how much money I should have set aside to make sure that I can pay for these irregular expenses without having to go into any different accounts. That's a good one, Sammy. I think there are some things that come up and I'm like, wow, I owe $200 out of nowhere. It happens every year. So it's definitely a good habit to mark it down and be able to anticipate it so it doesn't catch you by surprise. Like Dave Ramsey says, Christmas is a surprise that happens every year. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we hope you enjoy our new segment. Sammy and I would love if you would send us some of your adulting versus status post-adulting tips or things that you've noticed in your life. As always, you can send us a DM at status post-adulting. You can send us an email at status post-adulting at gmail.com. And we would love to read them on the show. Yes. And if you do a quarterly review day with your partner, friend, or sister, family member, please take a photo and tag us on Instagram at status post-adulting. Thank you guys all for listening to this show. Join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.